Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to another episode of the show. And today, Guy and Gary are talking about the importance of diversity in teams. Great topic. Guy, over to you to get things going for today. Fantastic. Well, this follows hot on the heels of last week's episode, which was where we had Amber and Bridget from the 200 Billion Club. And they were talking about, you know, the, the reason that the website is the 200 Billion Club, because that is how much could be added to the economy if women were supported in the same way that men were from an investment point of view. So we thought a good follow-up to that kind of conversation would be actually just to, to expand that conversation and, and not make it just about women. It's about just diversity in general. And, and what benefits does a, a diverse team provide? And, you know, I think both Gary and I have got experience in that in our own teams. So we can talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, the potential benefits. And then I think we'll, we'll probably just go into couple of examples and, uh, and and take it from there, really. One of the major benefits, um, my previous company, Cake, had 18 different nationalities, a, a mix of, of men and women uh, in software engineering. Female engineers are still in the minority, although that is improving all the time. And I think that is because the awareness around that now and the, the fact that you know, software engineering need not be male or female. It can be anybody can do software engineering. It makes no difference at all, as, you know, that is the case in, in, I guess, in most industries as well. But, you know, we're talking about cultures here. And I think one of the big benefits from a diverse team is the different perspectives that form within your company when you do have a diverse kind of team. And diversity adds to the company's culture. And, you know, people from different cultures have different ideas, different experiences, both in life and in business. They have different, you know, methodologies, you know, is one example that, you know, certain methodologies may be more popular in certain parts of the world than there are in other parts of the world. So, you know, all those kind of good ideas can be brought to into your company that, you know, uh, improves the way that you do things, all the benefits that that can, that can bring. And having a diverse team as well, it's almost self-fulfilling a little bit because hiring from all over the world becomes a lot easier. So, you know, we, we had a policy uh, of, we had no interest in where people came from because what we were interested in, who's, who was the best person for the job? And we were a software company and we had quite a niche technology and we just couldn't find all the people that we needed in the UK. So we went further afield and we had roughly the split of, you know, one third uh, from the UK, one third from the EU, although that started to decrease a little bit um, as the referendum went through and then obviously Brexit came along and a third from the from the, the rest of the world. And, you know, and, and again, when, you know, you do things in the way that we did, where we encourage people to build personal brands. So they wrote blogs, they did podcasts, they spoke at events, they spoke at user groups. Then all those different people from different parts of the world all shared their expertise within the technical community. And that then encouraged people from those other areas of the world to apply for jobs because we were seen to be very progressive and, you know, a good company to work for where really there were, uh, were genuinely no prejudices of any description. I actually think as well that uh, we, we actually had enhanced team cooperation. Uh, the reality was we had a few different team members that 
where countries have either been at war or were at war at that point. It made no difference. Um, I actually think it helped it enhance team cooperation. There was no ill feeling. There was no political stuff that came into the office. The culture was all about getting the job done and learning and enjoying yourself. And it, it was the business focus that united people, nothing to do with the background or the religious beliefs or the colour or their sex or anything else uh, at all. We also had a, a better understanding of other companies' cultures because of the people we hired. And actually, you know, if you look at, if you, particularly if you're selling internationally like we were, having people from, from those cultures that could communicate in the right way to, to the, the people that uh, were potential clients uh, was a was a real benefit. So again, from a sales perspective, I think there are real benefits from having a, a really diverse team. And then, you know, once you've got that sale, the ongoing relationships, again, are enhanced by that, you know, that, that kind of situation. And, and those, uh, you know, having such a, a, a number of people from different uh, countries and cultures and so on. So many, many different, I think, advantages of, of uh, having a, a very diverse team. And I'd be really interested, Gary, I know you've got some thoughts on this and, and, and some really relevant experience. I'm really interested to hear what you think. Well, thank you for that, Guy. I think my perspective on that is that it's often led the culture of the company is, is taken from the leader of the organisation and you as the leader clearly have that right approach. And therefore, your your culture and the team very comfortable with having 18 different nationalities and cultures. So I think that's that's to your credit, and it's often the case with a leader. I think at our holiday company, I was thinking that probably the diversity was more on we had people from the north, people from Scotland, people from the south, people from the east-west. We didn't have many from overseas, actually. In fact, none. And it was a UK holiday company. So uh, perhaps it, I, there's no particular reason. We were absolutely the right person for the job. One of the focuses that uh, I'd like to share is is the female influence, actually. Uh, we had a, an all-male board. A lot of the senior executives were male, had, you know, probably equal 50-50 in the company. Uh, but I was very conscious we needed female representation on the board level because it gives a different perspective on the business. They have a different attitude to risk. And the influence and impact is is significant uh, to understand a broader broader reach. So very keen to do that. And we did achieve it. And it was the right person for the job anyway. It wasn't as though we recruited uh, just for a female, but it was the right person. Uh, And I think that was really balancing. I think the diversity is a really good point. And how far you go with that is, you know, you've got the male, female, you've got age, you've got, you know, uh, cultural countries, etc., but I think it also goes down to personalities, actually. I think that's really important. You know, and you, and you, we talk about unique abilities and having that different mix on the board and at senior level, really important. I can give a, one good example of, I used to do away days with the team. I still do in, in, in companies. And we used to have mostly extroverts on the board. And we had one introvert who was the development uh, executive, uh, probably far more intelligent than anybody else on the board, actually, this person. Uh, but what happened was we'd make decisions quite quickly on the day. So we'd be, you know, we'd go away for the day, we'd make decisions in the board meeting and then have a few drinks in the evening, come back and wrap up. So not come back and wrap up, we'd disappear. And I suddenly thought and had a chat with this introvert saying, you didn't contribute very much. And what he said was, which really changed my perspective was 
I'm an introvert. I need time to process this information. And you, you lot make the decision so quickly and you're in the bar and it's all over. I can't do that. So what happened was we took time to come back in the morning and ask him and for his perspectives and, and get a sort of a, a download before leading, leaving the, uh, the day away. Oh, my God, what a difference that made. He came out with absolute classics. Right, what I think about this, this, and this is this. And it changed our strategic direction enormously by just allowing him some time, some thinking time. And I think that shows, you know, diversity is in all kinds of areas that bring to the, if you're only focused on success and the outputs and not who made the decision, you have to be very careful of how you get there, don't you? You know, you, you, you make a really good point there. And I've not thought of it like that, but you're absolutely right. And really, I should have done because, you know, I'm from an industry which is famous for having introverts. You know, the software development industry yeah. is kind of well known for it. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because let's go back to school. And, and this is kind of just sprung into my head. School, particularly, you know, um, let's just say 10 years plus ago, is probably changing and improving in this area now. but. Certainly back when, you know, we, we were at school, that it, you know, you had to be academic to benefit from school, but there's different types of intelligence. And that's the thing that, you know, I've, yes. I've, I've noticed. And there's only certain types of people that suit school. Uh, I didn't. Um, no. There quite a few people. No, I didn't. Book smart people. Yeah, but really smart people. And, and all that does, if I'm honest, is destroys your confidence because you actually think – you, you know you, you're not as good as the other people there and in reality then when you go out into the outside world it takes you time well it certainly took me time to build my confidence up to the point where you know I felt when I was in a room full of other smart people I was as good as them if not better than them in, in, in yeah. some cases so and, and I think that's the same kind of philosophy applies to uh, to the workplace and you're absolutely right that there's all sorts of different types of characters within a business and you have to allow for that. And making, you know, Gary, you and I, we're, we're what we call quick starts, right? And, and I think Georgia is as well, actually. So we've got, you know, we, we pretty much listen to what's being said and almost make a decision on the spot based on that yeah. information. And it doesn't get any better if you wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't change, does it? It's still the same decision. No. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we make quick decisions and we are able to process that information quickly and do that. But actually, the point you made about the person that said, well, actually, I'm an introvert and I can't process stuff that quickly. It's not the way I think about things. My brain works in a different way. And that's a key point. My brain works in a different way. However, when that person came back and gave and, 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 and had a view on it and had time to think about it, it was far better, much more detail than the three of us probably would have done in reality, yes. and probably came up with a better outcome because of that. So it's every really time, point. actually. Nearly yeah. every time. And right. that's, that was a real shock to me. That's why I'm talking about 10 years ago, maybe longer, but it, it stuck with me because it made such a difference to our decision-making. So we never made the decision until we left because giving him time. He was the only introvert. And he, he shared with me, he said, I read a book about how introverts can survive in an extrovert world because a lot of businesses are with extroverts. Yeah, It's quite hard for these people. And, uh, hey, it's just another part of diversity, but it's, it's one that you know we don't always think immediately of, really. 
No, really good point, that. Really good point. And just to kind of emphasise, you know, for, for me, and we're probably going to come to the end of this uh, in a second, you know, one of the big benefits for diversity for me was tapping into a unlimited pool of really clever people who would do a terrific job for us. Whereas if you are biased either consciously or unconsciously to anybody or any group of people or you know, whatever, you're doing the business no favours because you are restricting the number of people, probably missing out on some really good people who, who are going to work for your for your business. So, you know, for me, uh, not having a diverse culture will um, hold the business back. Board thinking business leaders now, you know, have to consider, has to consider diversity and has to tap into all those underutilised groups of people uh, that may have been pushed over in the past. Yeah, I think the very best people, you know, they don't come in a vanilla box, do they? They are a bit geeky and a bit unusual. And if you're blinkered to that, you won't tap into that rich resource of, of people who just don't conform. That's the final word, really, is don't, don't close your mind, have an open mind, and you'll end up with a, with a great team, which you need in this very competitive world. Brilliant. That's a really nice way to end it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Guy and Gary. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.